0: Welcome to The View from the North Cove, a podcast covering all things North Cove Celtic. I'm your host Kev, I'm joined as usual by Tony and by Connor, and I'm also joined by Mark again, who a lot of you will remember from some previous episodes that we've, we've put out. Uh, this time around we'll be basically having a wee bit of a catch-up, um, with nothing really happening in the ground, no much to talk about on that front. But still, plenty of other stuff that uh, we can cover. So, sure. hi, uh, cheers for tuning in again. Hope everybody's well. And uh, what we'll do, as normal, is dive into a wee quick break for two ticks, and we'll be back with you shortly. Cheers. So trips. Welcome back, Tony Mark. How has been? All right. Oh, good pal. Yourself? All good, mate. All good. Good to be back. Off by a wee bit, yeah. We bit of an absence for the, well, the last sort of Green Brigade eh, type episode that we we put out way back in July. Ah, eh, obviously one just just released there with the girls from on the bar. sort of I gave us a wee up the arse to get back recording Not well, much really been happening worth talking about football wise in the I stadium know, I mean,
1: everybody's, everybody's just been skinned, and I think we're bad enough at doing this carry on but after speaking to the asses the other day there, then it would be a good idea just to even know there's no been too much going on we've still, we've still been ticking on as a group and obviously there's been major issues after the on the park and after the park with Lennon learning and well and yeah. stuff like that. So, can I afford to be a good idea to give you Say there's some stuff and just kind of keep people up to date with what we've been we've been into. So we're more just been lying dormant. No oh,
0: definitely, mate. Mac, how are you, mate? All good.
2: Aye, good.
1: Uh,
2: I suppose I don't I don't know where you would start for uh, any kind of football stuff. But I suppose we'll get in, into it soon. Uh, one thing I was just wanted to say was a massive well done to the girls through on the ball. I know uh, there's an episode going out uh, with what I should already know, so I've probably fucked that up already. <laughs> uh, but basically, just a, a massive well done to them, what they've achieved. Obviously, from our perspective, as the Green Brigade and North course Celtic, uh, we're all about fan engagement and promoting fan issues. So so what they've managed to achieve at Celtic and beyond is absolutely phenomenal. So, so massive they
0: were well done to them. They're a credit to the Celtic support. I know, definitely. I think Tony sort of touched on with the actual recording with the girls. It was not really kind of their ball type thing, but just great to sort of give them the, that kind of platform. Obviously, their announcement eh, that they were finishing up there, eh, but it's just credit to them what they've achieved in the last in the last few years. You I know, mean, isn't going to ever be something
1: that? we were going to know too much about, you know what I mean? And probably a few years back, you'd have been maybe a bit uncomfy talking about it. Cause the, the, the way us, me and you anyway, Kev, right about a bit of a comfort zone, you know what I mean? Classes were spot, spot on with us, you
2: know? I, I think that's the kind of beauty in what they've done. They've, they've brought out this this topic, this subject, and they've forced it into our work of a... a spear do you know what I mean like we would we would never have kind of engaged with it previously whereas now we know all about it so so fair play to them well done to them.
0: Definitely so last time around kind of Green Brigade stuff that we the last episode back in July last year the eh, Green Brigade stuff that we were covering and touching on the NHS drive that we done eh, Black Lives Matter actions with the street signs and stuff like that. Obviously, I think I've got some stuff noted down here that was into kind of September last year when the Palestinian actions and the mental health actions. I'm conscious of the time as well because we're obviously, um, we're no one to be getting bogged down too much and everything because you would be here all night talking and keeping folk for, you know, a couple of hours listening to us and you'd probably try to squeeze in your lunch break or whatever. But uh, they could touch on if we go into sort of September last year Palestinian stuff briefly we could cover that maybe Mac I think you come in with
2: me? Aye so Israel were playing Scotland at Hamden uh, we don't need to get into detail about our relationship with Palestine I've been on before and we've, we've covered that uh, what, what we did there was we just wanted to show about opposition to, to Israel's presence uh, participating in that football match we, we did the action with the blood the, we we spilt the blood over the entrance, which the Israeli team would be using to go into Hamden, and we, we put that online and, and created a bit of a, a stir, just just to create negative press, essentially. And it, and it it did the trick exactly what we were hoping for it to achieve,
1: essentially. And sorry,
0: uh, sorry, give me. On you go, Tony. Sorry, me, on you go.
1: even though we're kind of maybe going to go through it chronologically that Scotland did play them again. Uh, I think that it was, it was next month and it was the same, there was a similar action uh, that people might have done. It was against Partick Fissel.
2: I mean, there was even an internal debate there like what's Fissel's part and what's happening over in, in Palestine. Like, are, are they really responsible in any way? And of, of course they're not. But the bigger picture is they're facilitating this arm of a a state who commits these terrible atrocities. I mean, right now, they're actually being investigated for international war crimes from the assault on Gaza in 2014. So because Partic for were facilitating that, they're, they're essen- essentially complicit in one small way. So so that was why we targeted them. And also because we couldn't target Hamden again because we'd already done it and they might have seen it coming.
1: So, Mike, you were saying there about the the kind of reasoning behind in the action at fish so as well. But a wee thing that I noticed was that the Eda Celtic, which we've done the previous podcast on, that they actually won their first game in, uh, I think it was near the end of September or something. So anybody that's interested in the Celtic stuff can obviously check back that podcast. But I thought that's basically a nice wee thing to finish up But the, the kind of Palestinian stuff that we've done up to date.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just evidence of our ongoing relationship eh, and attachment to to Palestine, I suppose, the Ida Celtic eh, project. And another reason why, when we are presented with a situation like Israel eh, being in Glasgow, certainly in a a football context, then we do feel a certain responsibility that, that we have to step up and do something because we do have such a strong affiliation to Palestine.
1: Definitely, So, if we are going to go for it chronologically, October is obviously the first derby. Um, don't want to talk about too much that's happening on the pitch. Obviously, there's some all wee podcasts that. But the start of October for the Mental Health Day, we've done the wee thing that they put the a thousand mental health cards in all me the merchandise. I like think the mental health cards, the damage. Is up on the, the Twitter page and whatever else it goes on to. That's got numbers for like the Samaritans, breathing space, Scottish Women's Aids, Narcotics, Anonymous Citizens Advice, various things like that because obviously we're looked in. Everybody's all having the same, well, no one's no, all having the same struggles, but everybody's struggling and it's a good outlet for some people Maybe phoning these people up. So we stuck that in with the merch and then for the first derby, as I say, there's no talking about on the pitch. But after the pitch, we had the full week of actions People saw the video, graffiti, stuff on King Billy's statue, the posters in Glasgow, looking up to see the team, the banner on Lennox Town, different stuff like that. Um again, whether it was fucking futile or no.
2: I I mean it was a, a week of a lot of effort. Uh, I mean it's some of it seems kind of pretty small scale, but you need to remember there's those guys out doing that It kinda all hours of the, the day or night, uh, so fair play to them. And in the end it's what we see is one of the most pitiful performances you think I think I've ever seen in a in a derby game, sadly. And I know we're not gonna get into that in, in too much detail, but it's a it's a bitter pill to swallow when when you do try and inspire the team so much and that's what you get.
1: Um. Like, in a wee bit when we go about the, when we done the banner but prior to doing the banner there was two big things that we have done we're talking about on, Kev. we have done my food bank which obviously because of the situation with the pandemic it had to take on a different route so that was all done online obviously and that raised was it all, was it was all 15,000 minute? minute just over 15 just over
0: 15 grand
1: and as well as that, we had the uh, obviously we, the membership for an off curve. Couldn't happen the same as normal where people would pay their £10, collect the scarf at the game and actually participate in the matches based, speak to us in the section, or that was all fucked. So the kind of into who it was, but you just came up with the idea that you're just automatically signed up for this yep. season. Yep. You go to scarf on the basis that you give a donation. And that donation was going to the Spirit of Christmas Fund, which is a project that supports underprivileged reins in Glasgow. And I think that raised 3,200 odds, 3,232, I, I think it was. That's noted down here. But, um, that's two big two big things in November that we done prior to, obviously the biggest talking point was the save of 10, the time to go Neil, which we into, But I think it was kind of important to... Mention that even though we've in the stadium, these two things that's 18, 19 thousand pounds that we raised there for charities in Glasgow, which is probably some of the biggest amounts raised anywhere in Scotland. You know what I mean? It shows the kind of power of the
0: group, even though we we're no inside the stadium. Oh, definitely. It's just probably worthwhile kind of mentioning as well how powerful I sort of do. I know a lot of boys and nobody really the biggest fanny social media and uh, Twitter pages and stuff like that, but it shows you how, uh, in, in these times, how good it can be, sort of, or how much good it can do, you know, and how even the likes, of, as we touched on there, the, the build-up or the actions. Um, normally, all our actions are in the ground, and, you, you know, people see them uh, firsthand, but it was using the, the likes of the Twitter page and the North Curve stuff, or the Celtic fan forums and getting that kind of build up, as Max said, you know, for the full week, all the actions. And then the one at Lennox Town, and it was just getting into that game. It felt brilliant, didn't it? Like, really, really. Obviously, no way to touch too much on the football, but it was just fucking deflating. I hey, saw so troops, we touched kind of briefly on uh, everything that had sort of happened for July up until November time, mid November time end of November came the time to go Neil. banner which um, what's your thoughts right so f-
1: my personal
0: thoughts on it was I
1: think it was well overdue to be honest um, again you know what I go doing because I'm always podcasts speaking about different things that's happening on the pitch but Anybody knew the right was on the wall. If, if we're going back to when he took the job, there's 10 games left to play. We were eight points clear. We got a last minute winner against Hearts in Dundee. We drew it home to Aberdeen, home to Livingston, drew away to Hibs. The shit game that Simonovic scored 67 minutes for McNeil. The Hunts scudded us. And then the last game of the season, I think we beat Hearts to another late goal. So I think we had one decent performance at Aberdeen. In his last 10 11 games or something. Last season, we can talk about Cluj, Copenhagen. I think we had one decent game against the Dobbs. Man, we beat them two 0 at the zoo. Other ones, even though we won the Cup, they pounded us and all that. So, everybody knew it just wasn't happening. But I think we thought, it's a 10. Let's stick with them. Let's go for it. Game them the bang. And I think with the stuff that we spoke about there prior to Lenoxton, or prior to the first Derby, sorry, showed it showed that we were... We were all out for fucking batting everybody and everybody was in in behind the campaign as we would expect it to be. A wee bit that people i have read online with different people saying it's because eh, the groups previous with that we couldn't wait to to kind of jump on it and be against them. But that's just a fucking nonsense. Like like myself, I will no shy away that I don't like him. Ever since he's basically stabbed the group in the back multiple times. I've I'll never liked him, I've never took to him. But the vast majority of people in the group, well, a good percentage of people in the group then, don't hold, don't hold the grudge now. You know what I mean? Or don't hold the grudge prior to what happened. They were all, for giving him a bad time, giving him a bad time, giving him a bad time. But he went on to this season, and then we got a last-minute goal with a Yeti against Dundee United. But no doubt, our Ferns to to the Champions League again, then Livingston nearly the beat as a Parkhead. Last minute winner against Viga. They fucking part timers or something. Then the Huns game in October. No even a shot and goal at a Derby. And you could fucking, I mean, they we could rhyme we could it We People horsed off Milan. Struggled for each against Aberdeen. Fucking pumped our 4 1 half Sparta reserves. Which I think the Banner should have probably been no too far after the Huns game, to be honest. But the group gave it time. Gave it time and the Sparta 4-1, and then the draw against Sibs, It's fucking, I don't know, can't even think be he's behind the other end, but I think that was just the fucking, the straw broke. The camel's back for everybody, and I actually think, personally, the group was far too nice with a, with a banner, and that shows you the difference in, in how you try to fit it all in, because it was basically, we have got a great legacy, we have liked a Murphy to have won the ten. Is it says to save the season, to save the ten, he had to go. And obviously things transpired that it. it didn't go and we had an even bigger fucking shit show. Right up to, to new to what's currently happening. Yep. You know what I mean? So I well, asked my, my personal points, points on uh, point of view on it. I don't know if Mac wanted to go a bit earlier or else fought a bit later himself. I
2: honestly I don't know. I, I can't remember um, my own kind of thoughts at the time. What I will say is right up to the Sparta Prague home game, we were all about still trying to support the team, positive energy. That's when we did the Tommy Burns banner in the stadium. So it was the image of Tommy Burns on his knees, with his hands clasped clasped together with the the quote about playing for a community and a cause. So so we were doing that banner to, to try and inspire something into that team because they were showing absolutely nothing and, and even inspire something into Lennon because he was he was showing nothing at the same time and that banner didn't even uh, make the game actually, uh, Celtic removed it for the Sparta Prague game unfortunately but I mean that, that kind of showed where we were at at that point and we were having meetings after almost every Celtic game discussing when's the right time going to be to to finally make a move, to put our heads above the parapet and and say something to do something because it was always going to have to be us. Nobody else was going to be willing to to make that move to to be slaughtered because we were we were slaughtered from some corners anyway. I
1: can, al- I can always remember us saying that I was saying to you, Mac. Uh, away for the rest of the group. Talk personally, I, I would love for us to have been in the fucking line. <laughs> See, after it happened, uh, to, absolutely, they, 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 I would have loved to have turned because it's, it's not the first time the game has been on Some <laughs> you know I mean, nobody can last. So, I think people are you know, thinking the, the they're hoping they're hoping for them keep getting beat so they can finally get shot. At them. It was nothing so far for the fucking truth, it was unbelievable. You know what I mean, we would have loved for it to keep for them to start winning games after like because I think actually somebody says, I'm and I might give them a kick up the ass. <laughs> it, might, it might, make them turn around and and that seeds mentality, and I think a lot of us were saying well, you take if that means us take the fucking flag for that, then so be it. Know what I mean? Like but there was nothing, there was fucking nothing after that at all. And a blind man could see it coming. Know what I mean? And that's after the banners that, so the other things carried on. You had the kind of banner campaigns, and it, it ended up turning towards against the PLC a wee bit. Man, we done the disconnect one. But uh, yeah. I, the, Lennon, the the Lennon man, the timing the timing on it as I say, I think it was a bit late. Some people in the group think it was a bit sharp, and the vast majority thought it was spot on timing, you know what I mean? When I mean, you can't really disagree with them, to be honest.
2: I think I think one thing we need to mention as well is we try to make that banner as soft and as friendly as possible. I mean, thinking back on the wording of it, I think it's quite cringy.
1: Mm.
2: S- save the ten. I
1: I see the retirement.
2: But but again it just tries it, it was us trying to convey how much obviously how much we were trying to try to save the season, but we were trying to do it in a fashion which wouldn't stir up too much negative energy. We were essentially trying to appeal to, to Neil Lennon as a Celtic man or as a supposed Celtic man. If 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 you truly were Neil then like look at what the fans are saying. Obviously, it was just us putting out that banner, but there was a lot of fans making similar noises at that time. So we, we tried to tailor our message, I suppose, around that. And it was a, it was a waste of time, I suppose. It, it, it never it never worked, but at least we tried. And I think that was one of the key things which which we kept uh, saying to ourselves was we could sit here and six months' time, uh, the Huns could win the league, and we would look back and think, we never did anything. We never even tried to make a difference. So, so kind of tying back to what you were saying earlier, Tony, eh, most of us agreed that it would be better to to make an arse ourselves and get uh-huh. it wrong and for Celtic to win the league and for lenny to turn around and tell us to fuck up. And we're, we're all stupid or we reactionary or whatever. But, but we obviously we just, just didn't expect that to happen. So that, that's why we we went ahead with it and it's just, it's unfortunate how it's, how it's all ended up.
0: And see, see, just as you kind of touched on there, Tony, about how we went on for that and, you know, the, the banners kind of campaign or if you want like to call it that, but the banners that were done sort of switched into being more aimed towards PLC, you know, Desmond, Lowell, Lennon still, but I felt at that time that, you know, Laying aside And the club just Not getting rid of him Was more them Just digging their heels in And a big part of that Was because of us I would say That you know That we were Had that audacity To be standing Outside the front doors With, with banners and, and demanding For them to go And it was just Like silence And you seen How it then transpired again into January With this apparent Fucking review That they were promising The support and, and all the rest of it But I felt a big part Of that was because of who it was. But as, as you said, Mac, it was, it was only ever going to kind of be it would be willing to stick a heads above the sort of parapet and be willing to take a flat if it was going to come.
2: See, just two points on that, Kev. Uh, I, I think, firstly, it's a fair criticism and it's one that's been getting said from pretty much the start when we started doing actions and banners. And I think at that time there was no real way of quantifying that, there was no real way of, of proving that what we were doing was actually going to make them dig in further uh, we obviously we, we wanted it to try and make a difference, that's why we were, we were doing it but that just reflects absolutely terribly on on the board that the fact that fans actually trying to make themselves heard would make them want to just go no what, fuck it, we're, we're just going to do what, what we think is best regardless of fans and regardless of whether or not it's clearly not working. Just, just despite the fans. I mean, that's absolutely shocking, and, and that in itself should unite Celtic fans. I mean, all Celtic fans should have been opening their eyes there and going, "What, what the fuck? Like, are, are they really going to ruin our season just despite certain fans?" It's crazy talk.
1: Yeah, I don't know if at the time really anyone it was spite for you the board. Not know I mean, I don't know if they genuinely. Are that fucking hopeless at their job that they thought it could be turned Because as I gave the wee fucking list, it was no one result, man. It, it, it's just been coming. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if I think personally, I, I do think that they dug their heels in during about the Christmas time as the heat was coming on. I think they saw that we the, had a wee shitey run of games and thought we'll, we'll get a bounce after that. You know what I mean? But uh, at the the bit uh, the learning one and stuff, and we're turning on to the board and their actions. I think it was just because we we're starting to see how incompetent they fucking you what I mean? We can talk. You don't want to go down the road of talking about the past successes and different stuff like that. You know what I mean? This is what was sternest in the face here, and probably one of the biggest seasons since fuck knows when. Maybe, arguably ninety-seven. that. Day, day, you know what I mean?
0: If, even during that, Tony, as you're saying there about the past successes, but. You Know the writing was still on the wall. You go back to uh, the, the actions that we carried out with the uh, you know the three of them in the car and in, in the section. Uh, we <laughs> don't sleep at the wheel and stuff, which it all came to tied in, you know, spoke volumes for what we were trying to say then. But we'd, we'd done it, I mean, I don't know how many years ago that was, must have been under that. The bin rod, uh, sorry, it oh, was August, a good of year ago.
2: August 2019, but it's a good point, Kev, because. Again, that was another reason why we chose to go with Lennon at that point because we knew that banners against the board don't have much impact. Like, I don't think they
1: can really. Many like, but, done
2: it. I exactly. So I mean, try, try to explain this. Like, we've got no kind of ideas above our station eh, that we think that we can put out a banner against the board, and then suddenly there's going to be change. I mean, that, that's not going to happen. That doesn't mean it's perhaps not worthwhile doing it in terms of creating eh, a bit of momentum and, and not negative press around the club for, for that particular issue. But that's one reason why we chose to, to target Lennon with that first banner and, and try and appeal to him to sort of see a bit of sense at that point. We didn't want to jump in too early and go for the board because we knew it was going to move on to the board. We knew that the next banner would be against the board and the banners to come would be against the board. So it was, a, it was a bit of a ploy, a bit of a different tactic from us to, to, to try and go for line in early because we knew that it was inevitably going to lead us to the board anyway. And like you said, previously, August 2019, don't sleep at the wheel. Just the week or month uh, prior to that, I think it was weeks prior to it, it was uh, the Celtic board are gambling 10 in a row. January 2019, 10 in a row is not a project. So we've been calling this for a long time you
1: can go further time. back mate. you can go further back even with Dialer. with a lack of fucking forward thinking I you know what I mean Dialer was meant to be an assistant fucking he was meant to be assistant to somebody go to go to keys for the full fucking house you Not know I meaning you're going like that well fighting man that they've got a with fucking murder because they can't die you know
0: what I mean mm. as you, you, you said there as well Tony a bit You know, maybe getting to sort of December time, maybe out of my dates here, but they were just kind of hoping for that bounce and they got it a wee bit, I think, with the cup final. Uh, But even at that, how dire that was. You know, you're playing a fucking championship mob, and you You know, I showed
1: you, I know, that showed you the group, mate. I know, even though we'd done that stuff and we'd done the the banner campaigns on the fence, asking people to put the banners out against the board and the connection, we worked with the trust to call the meeting everybody trapped at that. It wasn't great numbers, but obviously you had the circumstances we were aware of. But that ended up a sack of back the team. back the team going out of Park keep that day. We backed the team at the cup final. Obviously, all risking getting scooped for different COVID breaches with the police and different stuff like that. But we thought, well, you know what, let's, let's still try to back them as well. No? I mean, we've we'll, we'll obviously got our issues with the manager. Obviously, oh, so got them issues issues with the, the boardroom, the PLC, but let's just try to push push the players on. Even they can't. No one of them looked fucking interested, man. even at top, Even when the boys were up meeting at Lennox down, Hardle looked interested. It's like just it was a just, the season the season's just turned into a complete fucking shit show.
2: Ross County game was a, was a kind of turning point for a lot of fans, I think. So up, up until that point we'd obviously put out the banner. A lot of fans agreed with it. A lot of fans didn't agree with it. After the Ross County game, and then you had the, the protests, the spontaneous protests that happened afterwards, I think you then began to see a lot of fans coming around to the idea that London has to go. It's, it's, it's clearly not working. And that's when you began to see other people taking interest, for it. for instance, the Celtic Trust. Probably more so, or in part at least, eh, because they were now seeing the Celtic board came out and vilified Celtic fans for, for protesting. Uh, obviously, they, the Celtic board seen that as an opportunity to try and deflect away from what was happening on the park or, or off the park in terms of boardroom level. And they started blaming fans for their, their behaviour. They were colluding with the police for, for trying to identify people. Uh, some people have been to court uh, since for what happened af- after. And even on that, that I mean, i I don't know if we were all there but the, the scenes weren't that bad and like what usually happens in these scenarios it was escalated by the police.
1: definitely I mean. well I one thing that I think it's kind of important to say I know is apart from this, what, what's really riled me you know, you know we could talk about the result against the Huns drawing with St. Johnson all that kind of stuff you know what I mean and I think they did think they would get the rebounds, but But people are going to get, uh, he's a fucking spoiled. He's a spoiled, blah, blah, blah. He's a won nine titles. See, even forgetting that some of his started going 80s and 90s, really, really getting into it in the 90s, even the boys that started going in the 2000s, we fucking saw the team lose a UFA Cup final and then lose the league on a Sunday. There was no anger like this. We saw Martin O'Neill's last league game throw away the fucking league to Motherwell, The Huns won it, beat Hibs. There was no. Outpouring an angle like this. We watched Lennon fuck it up up at Cali Fissile when we lost 3 2 up there. And the, the last home game of that season was one of the best atmospheres at Celic Park and Ears. They won against yeah. Murray It was the first time that we had the huddle around the stadium and
0: yeah. everyone
1: was batting Lennon and different stuff like that. So see that thing that we're spoiled and we can't, we can't take defeats. It's bullshit, man. It's the biggest fucking. And have been fucking pushing this, but it's just seen recently with Frumpham. This is what's going on is they have been pushing it to the fans' canny-hat getting beat and it's no far for the truth. Like, so, but I always fucking say, kid, not to use it, Billy McNeil mean, says that we're an extraordinary club and we demand extraordinary standards. We're not even demanding extraordinary standards. You just want a bit of fight. Right. <laughs> See, if we came out of this season and we changed the manager and we fucked it and we lost the league to X amount of points to the dogs. you go to that, you know what? was not meant to be. But
0: they absolutely capitulated in October, man. And that's just no good enough for us. And every one of them. Every man of them thought is fucking responsible. Not meaning they should be anywhere well, near us, I don't think. Oh, absolutely, mate. You're bang on. Um you don't mind as you say, you don't mind fucking losing the league. If you if you actually lose it, but today and the way that they've done it. And gifted it to them in a point and fucking make them look like world beaters when they're you know what I mean? They're push. You know what, to, again, you know what, to get bogged down into the side of things too much, but it's uh, I just fucking gutless, man. Really it's really just,
2: like. just another deflection tactic for the boards getting rolled out.
0: So, just to sort of recap, I'm kind of trying to keep this in chronological order, if I pronounce that right. Uh, Lennon Banner, covered there, and the loss to Ross County. We've seen the protest afterwards. Then went on to the sort of Zoom banner or the Zoom theme banner that we've done. We're out of touch with the supporters. St Johnston, we drew with them and the sort of smaller protest after that, that then led into the Celtic Trust demo and the demonstration that they'd organised. Onwards for there into January into New Year. And where do start with all this? Dubai and the kind of next debacles that came don't even all mention, that
1: don't even mention fucking Dubai man I'm don't know what it, man. It's just patch it everybody knows he's just it.
0: gone up <laughs> the <to> fuck <laughs> isn't
1: yeah. after, after that we did do the wall uh, can you mind that one Mac the one where he's the wanted thing right, so it kind of feeds back to what I was
2: saying earlier in terms of we started with Lennon, and then we, we knew it was going to move towards the board. We knew it was going to focus on Lowell at some point. And he, he kinda teed it up for us with his No
0: nah, you,
2: you remember oh, that interview me, he gave, which looked like something coming out of North Korea.
0: I don't even want to talk about that either. <laughs>
2: so 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 that kinda teed it up perfectly for, for us. Uh, we've been wanting Lowell out for a for a long time. It's it's hardly a secret. So we did that uh, wanted banner outside Celtic Park with just with another statement asking for him or calling for him to go and I think I think a lot of people probably get sick of our statements I know this is a feeling amongst even our members <laughs> just I, so I think I maybe just give some reason as to why we put out so many body statements but what we were beginning to see with, with the statements was they were getting carried in in the media and when they were getting picked up, they were using the, the images of the, the banners as well. So we felt that both of them working together were kind of like bouncing off each other. It, it wasn't because we were enjoying the sound of our own voices at all. We, we just felt as if it was, it was bringing more attention to the, to the actual banners, which we were doing. So that's one reason why we were putting out eh, a few statements, maybe a few statements too many but that's, that's the kind of
1: thinking behind why we were doing them. I think, obviously, the circumstances that we're, we're living in now, the got to take measures that we're going to usually take. I don't think any other season we would have five or six statements doesn't matter what was going on, you know what I mean? Because we kind of, they were talking in the stand. But we go I, now. so I think, the, I'm no mental for the, the social media, saying that, doing a podcast, through, but no mental for the social media and I'm no mental for the statements, but I think the amount of this season's been bang on because we are had to try to push with agenda through different means. And that's nowadays that's the way you do it.
2: Absolutely. I mean we've lost our, our main avenue to to say stuff, to, to to do stuff. It's, it's Celtic Park or, or away games. So we had to kinda use these different Avenues, the, the the statements, the banners outside Celtic Park. I mean, we were getting bored of doing bloody banners outside Celtic Park. Like, it's nobody was getting enjoyment out of that. Even uh, came back to Lennox Town for a second time. I think it was, was boring and well, you couldn't be asked for it. But you do these things because you think it's going to have some level of impact, or you hope it has some level of impact.
0: Magic. So just. Conscious obviously at the time and try to keep this short and sweet. Uh, boys that were now after January into February with the uh, Lennon out, Banner, Lennox Town. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it, it kinda, this one kind of contradicts what we've seen earlier in terms of we started with a focus on Lennon and then we're moving towards the board. Obviously, here, we've turned the attention back to Lennon with our Lennon out banner. But that was just because we were so fucking fed up and so frustrated. It it wasn't really part of any kind of plan from the start at all. But what we were beginning to see with Lennon was just a total arrogance. And his his post-match comments... Interviews and stuff. uh, He did that interview uh, after Dubai, which was, was totally offline from the, the PLC. Uh, that, that, that's a fact. They were absolutely not happy with his uh, comments there. Everybody will know that uh, it wasn't shared on any Celtic platform either. And, and that's because it, it was not with the type of message which the club wanted to make it out there. But comments like that and just the general kind of attitudes and his his comments uh, when asked questions that the support wanted to hear. I don't know if anybody can remember the I can't remember the podcast, but
0: Minutes minutes,
2: cynic. I and the the guy asked Lennon a question and just the, the attitude that he showed to him was fucking outrageous.
0: Did they know when, just to touch in there and they ended up getting a ban after they, or they were allowed into the sort of prematch interviewings? Am I, right I, that I, in I can't there?
2: remember, mate, but it it's just it just it's another symptom of the, the general lack of fan engagement of, of the club, but that's essentially why uh, we ended up going to Lennox Town with that lining Out banner, which is an episode which I'm not sure we're, we'll go into too deeply, but what happened there uh, I mean, noth, noth, nothing major, we just displayed the banner we had a, a bit of communication with the coaching staff, and then we went on our way uh, before them to get to jail essentially
1: I was going to Portland oh, I fucking hate on you know, our results and different stuff like that. But we spoke about them, I think they were gonna get a bounce and they go I think they, they got to cut a cut of run of games together just before Christmas, Sunday night at Hamilton. Uh eh, then we go beat after Huns. But they actually didn't play too bad, but still yep. we was fucking we go beat one No stupid sending half, fucking I don't think they had a shot on goal after the second half or something like that. But even after that game, we drew it we drew it home to Hibs. We drew at home at Livingston, we, we drew away to Livingston, uh, and then we got fucked off St so in a pocket. That was games, that should have been maximum points in every man of their games, and that was the January. So they were talking about a January review, and we had one result in the January, which was 2-0 against Hamlet. And I mean, so I was, you can imagine, obviously now, you yeah, Cut a month down the line, you kind of forget how frustrated and angry everybody was. But while we were waiting in this January, January review, in the games, we had one result at home to fucking Hamilton. As I say, man, throw my hips, throw me Livingston twice, fucking getting beat at home to St Mirren. It just, just wasn't good enough for selling, and I think people were perfectly
0: entitled to go up to Lennox down and let them know how they felt. What came on the there was, uh, again, another... Th- or dis- well, not display, but another banner more aimed at the PLC with the uh, Parasites, liars, and charlatans.
2: Aye, so that was another one aimed at the board and it was referencing this mythical January review which they promised and which never materialised. And there was other fans doing banners uh, regarding this uh, January review as well. So eh, it was sort of natural for us that, that we would also do something
1: there. It was just all about trying to keep the pressure on them. Because we, we saw it fucking slip my way in October, November. But even if they've made it, I can't even, actually, I don't want to say the point in the new because it probably rang after that made. But somebody says that if we'd have changed the manager position even just prior to the new year, we, would have, we wouldn't have been so far off of the case. That if we would have won the majority of the games that we lost in January and February, we wouldn't have been that far off of it. We would have still been in for this title in it. You know what I mean? And I think that's just how everybody was, especially us, knowing that we'd be done it that that early on in the season and they still had a chance to change it in November, they had the chance to change it in December, they had the chance to change it just to the new year. We still, fucking, there was no movement for them at all. Uh, I, I
2: think. We were reflecting earlier on about how perhaps the constant banners or or statements was making the board, or or in hindsight has made the board dig their heels in, and was it it worth it in the end? But see, the flip side to that is, well, perhaps if more fans actually got involved and backed the other fans who were going out there and protesting and, and doing the banners... Perhaps if, if the fans became a big enough nuisance and a big enough problem for for the board, then perhaps we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. So it, it, that argument could go both ways. And essentially, that's what we were trying to do. That's what we were trying to achieve. Just keep building that momentum, keep building that pressure, hoping that other fans would get involved and, and essentially try and save the season.
1: I think that kind of leads perfectly to one of the last things we've done for the hunger streak stuff there they've done but the, the Celtic shared stuff, as you say, if people can, can I say it's a wee small minority, it's just the it's just game Brigade, they've, they've only got 130, 140 members, they've, they've only got seven 800 members of the, the North Cup thing, it's only a couple of thousand, and it's, uh, it's easy just to say it's a very small percentage of the support, but if you could have got the other big orgs, like the Celtic Supporters Association and the affiliation, in a language of trust if everybody had all been together then I thought I think if we'd have done that earlier we would have moved for the wee bit merrier a fighting chance but I think this is how important this like, shared thing
0: might be Aye, definitely. I definitely I think personally speaking but I know you boys as well probably agree that you know you can and, and I agree as well that you know the banners as Mac touched on earlier and the banners that are done outside they do you know the media runs with them. It gets the sort of awareness and the attention that we, you need when there's issues like that. But you know, nobody wants to just be standing outside parking week after week with banner after banner. And I think that's what sort of led into, you know, as you say, Tony, the the Celtic shared stuff and um, that the trust had started up uh in and in sort of channeling that kind of well, anger, right? Anger into something a bit more that's oh, the right what I kind of worthwhile maybe, and 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 with a an name and that a goal or an end goal. Sorry, having real kind of change. Um sorry. But sorry,
2: the, I'd, the, the idea of Celtic Shield was probably born kind of December time. So I I don't know if you can remember, but when we were putting out the banners of sack the board, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of uh, boys in the group who weren't really feeling that that was going to achieve much. And it was, it was too sort of negative a, a, an angle to be pushing and, and they wanted us to instead try and do something more positive and, and inclusive. So it was there that the seed was planted about something like Celtic Shared. And from there, there was discussions with the Celtic Trust about who's going to be kind of launching this, how's it going to look. And then it really took until February eh, for, it, for it to actually materialise. And in the end, it, it, it kind of had to be, us to launch Celtic Shared. And and when I say us, as in the Green Brigade, like, it, it's 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 still not really our, our thing, or we don't want it to be our thing. I, I think you're, you're talking maybe a handful of, of boys who will be involved with us. I've, I've got no involvement eh, with Celtic Shared. I'm aware of what's going on and the sort of general ideas and eh, ambitions, but I've got no real involvement with, with what's happening there. I would say the majority of the Green Brigade have uh, little to no involvement with it. The thing is, the Green Brigade has, has resources. We've got, we've got members with experience when it comes to leading campaigns like this. So that's essentially why uh, we sort of bit the bullet in the end and, and, and just got it out there.
1: It's probably maybe better just us doing a, a separate podcast on, getting the boys on, not mean, and just signing it for because obviously... When people were talking about the Celtic shirt to me, it, it's no my bag. You know what I mean? Fucking long term, my fan ownership is what anybody with a kind of mentality would like. But it's so far down the line for me. It's, it's it's not really what I'm, I'm into. My, all I really wanted to see was small time change. You know what I mean? We like just having a wee bit more influence on things, or not even influence just a wee bit. more I say so you don't feel like that you're a couple of hundred handy just banging the heel against the wall. You know what I mean? And, and it's, no, it's no foreign to the CELIC support. Selig support protested for 1899 for the first year of inception I've done it. They protested in the 20s. They protested in 45 against Kelly. They protested in the 60s before they broke steering. They protested in 89, 90, 91, 92 right up to save, our sense, save ourselves, ourselves for change. So it's no, it's no foreign or, a, or an alien concept to the Selig support to
0: want to have a better say in the club or want positive change? I think, it's, I think as you say, Tony, it's no obviously fan ownership is what everybody would, would love, um, but your your miles are fat. but I think it's more sort of maybe like a fan representation or just that voice, you know, just that wee bit of say because they now, they just don't listen. They, they don't listen to you, they're, they're too cosy with their you know, all these fucking non-executive directors and all that and, and folk you've never even heard of that get appointed onto that fucking board year after year. Say this, say that to keep everything rosy. And, and, and you know, even that that's a big thing for me, Even the threat of that towards them and upsetting that sort of apple cart a wee bit and, and getting somebody even in there that, you there's know... Fuck is, lot,
1: there's fuck all accountability don't care. I know, I know. It's, it's, a,
0: it's a cunts, mate, they should be hoarding the board and their decisions and shit that's been happening not just this year but for fucking God knows how long to account Do you know what I mean?
2: But when when Celtic shared first was released there was a, a criticism that well, why's, why is it the Green Brigade doing it? The Green Brigade are pretty divisive We, we know that So how is that going to unite everybody? Uh, and, and it's a fair enough but I think what I want to stress here is that we're not seeing this as our our project. It's just a few of our boys with the experience and the know how to get it up and running. And then it's certainly the, the the aim of it to turn it into something democratic and totally representative of the, of the Celtic support. And it, and it's all about just trying to build better fan engagement with the overall end goal of achieving fan ownership. But but like you were saying, I mean that's that's a that's a good good bit down the line. The sort of short to medium term it's just proper fan engagement to try and avoid things like what's happened this season, happening next season, or two two three seasons time.
0: Oh, definitely, mate. And I think you trust just off the top of my head. I think you trust. I don't know the exact figures, but purchased another. I think it was eight thousand shares just just today, and that came up, you know, over over 30,000 shares or, or something like that and then building kind of month on month just with that initial push that we've done for the new year. In, uh, it's it's a long sooner.
2: game. I mean, the the, the trust will, will tell you that themselves. For, for them to try and get to the position they want to be in, it, it's it's miles away. But they are slowly building on it. And if things like Celtic Shared can be successful, if, if fans can unite behind this idea then it's, it's going to make that journey towards fan ownership or just better fan engagement. It's going to make it quicker. So it, it's going to benefit all Celtic fans, no, no matter what your kind of pers- personalities or, or personal opinions are.
0: So Troops, just to kind of start rounding up a wee bit, obviously, as I said, consciously, the time and dragging on a wee bit, we've touched on pretty much everything there. and um, known a lot of detail, but Going through back last summer, all the way through, everything that sort of happened up until kind of caught up now to what's been happening. We'd seen one of the first actions that we'd done there commemorating the hunger strikes. He's wanting to come in and give a wee sort of insight into what's happening there. Well, it's
2: so, so obviously the 40th anniversary of the 1981 hunger strikes. And I, I don't think we really need to explain the, the magnitude of that to um, the listening. I'm sure most people are aware of the, the stories behind it. It's obviously something which is, is really important to, to our group, uh, considering our, our politics. And it's something that we're going to be marking uh, going forward. We're obviously not going to be giving away any sort of uh, details on what we'll be up to, but... What what we put out the other day, it uh, was just was just one uh, to to acknowledge the start of the, the hunger strike, Bobby Sands going on hunger hunger strike and we we'll, are gonna have more to come.
1: Aye, so um regarding that the hunger strike, it's it's obviously been something that I feel if you look back to even in the eighties during that, uh, Celtic were the, the warning letters and different stuff. So there was obviously a rise in Republican songs part that at the time. Uh, and I've, I've banged the drum a million times about the fucking dogma. <laughs> 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 I've the drums about the politics of the support and how it's, it's, it's for the, the founding fathers right through to now. And it's just something that we should really be covering ourselves. You know what I mean? And uh, the boys have organised a couple of podcasts that's going to be happening. Well, actually, they've organised a couple of talks which we're going to be putting onto this podcast and um, Wherever well, the group decides to go, do further down the line, I'm sure it'll know be the the Bobby Sands over the last thing we do. But uh, I know what it is guaranteed is they are going to be a couple of the talks that we have is going to be put on audio on a, via this channel. Um, I'm not too sure exactly. Matt, you'll probably know better than me who it is. It's it's going to be involved with it. I so. We've been having
2: these internal uh, political education uh, nights via Zoom, which have been uh, brilliant so far. And uh, we've had one with Tommy McCourt, who was one of the founders of the civil rights movement in Derry. He was also a close friend to, to some of the hunger strikers, 1981. So he's already done a talk with us, and I think we're going to try and edit that and put it out as a, as a podcast uh, on the North Coast Celtic channel. After that, we're going to have Tony O'Hara, eh, Pat, the brother of Pat O'Hara, and then following that, there's going to be Tommy McKeonly, who was on hunger strike in 1980. So that's three talks eh, to look forward to, which we're going to be getting put out as podcasts as well, hopefully.
0: Hi, no magic. There's a bit very an absence there, for you know, back last year until now, for a number of reasons, but. We've got plenty. We can we can cover and, and hopefully push on, as Mac mentioned a few stuff there. Obviously, Celtic shared stuff, and going forward, we can we can get back, get recordings done, and get some more episodes out for everybody to listening. To. Um. So I think we'll round up there. Trips has been good. Just a uh, big thanks to everybody for tuning in again, and hopefully, no be too longer until we're back with you. Just. Before we finish up, to note and that, sadly, we had some really sad news a few couple of months ago there, where a guy who had been a member in the North Cove, you know, for the, the outset back in the back in the early days, one of the, the first members signed up every year, was a, a good, a, actually a real close friend there. A, a lot of group boys. Most of the group boys knew him personally. Sadly passed away, and um, we, we marked that with a wee banner. I think end of January time, um, but just to sort of get that a wee mention and even kind of dedicate this, the podcast to Billy. He was a top top bloke, really. was. and as I said, he was he was always so supportive of what we done. I know he was he was involved in so many other circles, even the Republican circles and different things like that. You'll know probably better as well, Tony. But uh, no, he was, a, he was a top top guy, and just to kind of get that we mentioned before we wrap up. But no, hope everybody's came well, and we'll be back with you shortly. Cheers, guys.